Join me as we talk about a couple of summer blockbusters, or supposedly summer blockbusters, coming up, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. One of these is possibly doomed to failure. All that and more coming up next on I'm Not Famous. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Well, it's finally that time. That time to talk about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I've been putting it off for a while because I've just been trying to wait and see where it's all at with reshoots and over budget and delays. And I, I don't want to talk spoilers, but if you are a fan and you've been following it, I'm pretty sure you know most of the rumors if you've been watching any videos. Uh, if not, again, I'm, I'm just going to talk about the overall plot that, frankly, everyone everyone knows about and has known about for quite a while. And uh, a lot of this information is not coming from me. I don't have Hollywood insiders. Um, a lot of it's coming from Doomcock on YouTube. He's got quite a following. And uh, he has been uh, on the money uh, lately uh, more times than not. He always says take take his, uh, you know, his rumors uh, with a, a huge grain of salt. But again... He has insiders in Disney, and uh, the stuff he's been talking about, you know, has been coming to fruition. So, uh, first of all, you know, uh, with Indiana Jones, uh, I'm not going to knock a movie of a pop culture legend and icon uh, of movies uh, such as Indiana Jones. If it's coming out, uh, I'll be happy to go see it. I'll also be happy to go see it because I'm not going to ever judge a movie that I, I didn't see. So all of this is just, you know, assumptions based on what we're seeing. And yeah, some of them aren't good. And a lot of times, especially with Disney, it turns out to be right. <laughs> um, but yeah, with Indiana Jones, uh, I, I'll be honest, it's, it's a movie that nobody asked for as much as, again, I'm always happy to see someone back on the screen, but not if it's, not if it's just going to trash and destroy, you know, the reputation and the legend of a character that we're used to. And and Disney is famous for that. Kathleen Kennedy especially, you know, she's she has proven herself to just honestly hate anything that Lucas has created. I'm sorry. Uh and this is not just me being a, a whiny fanboy. This is just obvious. The, the proof is in the pudding. Um the Star Wars sequels were all about completely remaking them, the same exact plot and just destroying the legacy of Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and, you know, even something as simple as the opportunity of, of putting Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill in the same scene to really have a reunion. Even that didn't happen. And in, you know, the, the sequels were a total balls up. Uh, yeah, they came off strong. Yeah, The Force Awakens came off strong because we were starving for anything Star Wars because it had been such a delay. We knew that Lucas sold it to Disney. We were going to, you know, we wanted to see what, what this $4 billion was going to pay for. <laughs> we were going to see what, what they could do with it. And it just went downhill from there until, frankly, they just have just oversaturated and raped the IP. Disney Plus, all these shows. The Mandalorian, yeah, The Mandalorian had some, some neat fan service, but even it fizzled out. So, again, that's just, that's just Star Wars. And so my fear is, what are, what are they going to turn their sights on next? <laughs> well, folks, uh, they have turned their sights on Indiana Jones. 
And like I say, it's not a movie we asked for. From my point of view, right now, there's three Indiana Jones movies. I barely rate, uh, you know, uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, uh, which some are now saying that one in comparison to this one, because, you know, people have already seen them. Uh, it already premiered at Cannes, which is amazing since it's like a month early. But yeah, they're saying even Crystal Skull looks better. And that, my friends, is, is not good news. That is, that is looming sadness if, if Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is a good movie compared to this one. But just in general, again, I don't think we need another one. Raiders and Indiana Jones... Uh, and The Last Crusade, uh, Temple of Doom, being a prequel, which again, even the modern, the writers now who wrote this one, and Kathleen Kennedy, or anyone who's at Disney, they don't even understand how that works, that that one was actually a prequel to Raiders, so they think it's, um, you know, a trilogy, and it's ongoing to this one. Uh, again, that just shows how much they really don't even care about any of the, of the, uh, the legend or what we would call canon. <laughs> but again, uh, I just I don't want a movie that's going to destroy uh, the reputation of something that, that we've all come to love. And Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, that was the perfect ending. We don't need any more. They literally rode off into the sunset. How could you end it any better? Sean Connery as his father, just the perfect casting and perfect role and a great movie. And so I was happy with that. You know, and that was, that, was that was 1989, for God's sake. 1989, wow. But I was happy. I was happy to see Harrison Ford move on to all the other things he's done and leave that character riding off into the sunset. That's how you leave it. But no, Disney only knows how to do one thing. Resurrect old stuff from the IP and see how much money they can squeeze out of it. That's all they've been doing for the past few years since they bought uh, Lucasfilm. They have just been milking it for everything. They haven't come up with a single original idea. So yes, of course, they were going to come after Indiana Jones. Why not? So this was supposed to come out ages ago. And initially, the rumors were that um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, she plays Indiana Jones' um, goddaughter. Uh, look, that, that's fine and all. But the rumors were that she was pretty much going to upstage him the whole time, make him look like an old fool. And at the end, and again, this isn't really a spoiler because I think everyone knows about this, and I do believe this ending has been changed. But essentially, since it does involve time travel, the Dial of Destiny, she was going to go back in time, and in order to save the world, she was actually going to have to kill Indiana Jones, and I shit you not, his hat was going to roll on the ground and she was going to put on his hat. She was going to become Indiana Jones and, and erase him. Oh my fucking God. What a Kathleen Kennedy move. Let's put Indiana Jones back while he's old and feeble. Knock him to the ground. And at the end, even a, even a better way to screw him. Let's not just kill him. Let's have the new female lead character upstage him and then erase him from fucking history. Well, if that doesn't sound like a Kathleen Kennedy stitch-up, nothing does. So, first of all, that was real. That was shot. And they started to show, you know, show it to preview audiences. And they just hated it. Whether they're fans or not, they're just like, what is this? They hated it. 
And of course, then they started to really see that this was not going to work in general. So, so came the reshoots and, and different endings. But the thing is, is you can only do much so much when a movie is already in the can. You know what I mean? Unless you're going to reshoot the whole thing. People don't realize, yeah, as much as there's CGI, you can't CGI the whole thing. Even that costs money. You have to get the actors back in. And, you know, Harrison Ford's not small time. I'm sure his agent goes, well, you want him back in. That's going to be another million. So you come in, you do these reshoots, and you try to hack the movie together. And, and you try to fix it and have different endings. And, and that's where we're at. Uh, and they're over budget, up to $300 million. Now you think, oh, that doesn't sound bad. You know, the biggest thing about movies is marketing. That's before the marketing, which is also hundreds of millions. So, you know, long story short, to break even, this movie, like, like most modern movies, like all Marvel movies, it's up into like a billion. It gets up to, to almost that, you know. It's into the 800 millions or more. It would have to, at a minimum, make that just to break even. And you know what, folks? I don't think it's going to. Uh... I think Dizzy's in trouble. I think Kathleen Kennedy's in trouble. Um, especially since the other rumors are that, that she's been in Iger's office multiple times and uh, essentially, you know, Dizzy's been telling her this movie has to make money or you're, or you're gone. Now again, who knows what will happen because, I mean, she's had plenty of chances and she keeps screwing up and she's still there and they keep paying her. I guess they're just worried about firing her, whatever the backlash is. She must have, you know, she must have all the dirty pictures. I don't know. She's got something on somebody to have lasted this long and not performed and not produced, you know? So Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We pick up, uh, and it's, uh, it's Indiana, and he's, he is the age he is now. You know, Harrison Ford is, is 80. I'm not being ageist, but it is a factor. And it's the 60s now. Again, I don't... At no point did I ask for Indiana Jones to be in the 60s. Indiana Jones, to me, is that, that 1940s, 1930s era, that, that, that serial sort of action movie, old film era. And uh, that's where he was born from, and that's where I, I see him lasting in my mind forever. You know, that's what good characters can do, like from a book. Characters from a book don't age. They live in your mind, timeless, ageless. But no, we've got we've to pick it up again and it's the 60s, and obviously he's a man out of place, a man out of time, as you would be. I mean, what a change uh, in the world from the time he lived in to the, to the 60s and the revolution of technology and all that's going on. And, and so he's, he's a grumpy old man. He's down and out, you know, and they're, they're writing him like this. And here comes Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And again, let me say, before I start knocking her character, as I always say, this has nothing to do with anything about a male lead over a female lead or, or we're all just toxic males and toxic fans. We don't like females. I could care less about the gender as long as the character is written well and as long as one character doesn't try to destroy the other or to take away from them. And lately that's been happening a lot. You know, you've got, you've got the whole, uh, you know, um, lady boss. Um, the character just automatically has to be cool right from the start. Ray was like that from Star Wars. Didn't go on any journey, didn't, didn't learn anything, didn't start off not knowing and then being humble and then learning, going through challenges, making mistakes, and earning it. And then by the end of the hero's journey, and then having the skills and, and defeating everyone, and then proving 
that they're amazing by showing it. No, no, no. Lady bosses just come out like saying, I'm awesome because I'm awesome because I said so. And the people around me said, oh yeah, she's awesome. I'm awesome. And right out of the gate, they're awesome. That's boring, whether it's a male or female. Nobody wants to see that. And that's what's happening a lot with the characters. You know, um, um, great and strong female characters can be uh, like Trinity in The Matrix and Neo. She was awesome and strong and kicked ass. And they actually needed each other and they were stronger together. And, you know, uh, that's, that's historically, that's how you write a character. And I think male and female characters work best like that. Um, Sarah Connor from Terminator, one of those badass female characters beloved by all the fans. And she actually went on a journey from the first Terminator being unsure of herself by Terminator 2, she was the badass. And you know what? She was, she was as much the lead as Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and everyone flocked to the movies to see her. And she's one of my favorites. All right, Sigourney Weaver as Ripley and Aliens, come on. She's been kicking ass since that movie in 1979. No one had a problem with her being female, just like nobody cares today. She was a good, well-written, strong female character. And when the others in the movie weren't sure and they were making bad decisions, she was afraid. You could see it. And she was, she was making the hard decisions. And she kicked ass. And by aliens, she was kicking more ass. And she earned it. And we saw her journey to get better and to, you know, gain more skills and experience. That's how you write any character. So I always feel like I have to say that before I start knocking a female character. So here comes Phoebe Waller-Bridge, typical lady boss. Apparently in the screenings of the movie, all she does to the movie is upstage Harrison Ford and, and make fun of him and little quips and, and because he's getting older and you know, the, the evil male misogyny. So the whole movie is about trying to knock down and destroy uh, the character of Indiana Jones. Well, who the hell wants to see that? Well, nobody, folks. And that's why the test screenings were so bad and they've had to do all these reshoots. You know? And, and here's the other thing. I'm going to be honest. I'm not being ageist, but it's about, let's just put reality into it a little bit. Even in a fantasy movie, yes. Even this character isn't so much fantasy that he lives in another dimension in outer space. The character is set in our world, on Earth. He is a human man. So even in the fantasy world, at least try and think about writing what's appropriate. You know, I'll give you an example. Tom Cruise is, is 60 and he's still kicking ass. But even in his movie, in Top Gun Maverick, you know why that was a success? Well, first of all, because Tom Cruise is smart and he loves the fans and he knows the fans and he waits for a good story and he waits to do a good character and he knows he doesn't want to show that the character has has lost anything but also it, he doesn't want to live in a fantasy in Top Gun Maverick they showed that he was getting older he was still doing a job that he could do that he was capable of doing all right all right he is flying fighter jets can you do that at, at that age if you're if you're mentally and physically still strong and sharp yeah, you can, but he's not CGIing himself on a horse in front of a train and going off cliffs. Uh, again, Tom Cruise, though, again, he, he can do it and he can bring it. But again, 60 and 80 is a little bit different. So again, I'm just saying at least write age appropriate and you can still have a good movie. 
Could Indiana Jones be a good movie with Harrison Ford as 80? I believe he could, but why can't he, he, he use things like experience? Someone who is an older soldier. It'd be like an older John Wick. John Wick at 80 couldn't do the same things as John Wick Young, but John Wick's experience and his knowledge, maybe instead of beating up a guy, he would know where to duck or hide or maybe use a different or better weapon. It's about experience. It's about using those skills and knowing your limitations. So Indiana Jones, it actually could be interesting on how he could still go on an adventure, but he's learned through the years things that in his 30s, he might have actually made a stupid mistake. But his strength would have pulled him through. But now his mind has to pull him through. What's wrong with that? How about figuring something out because he's, he's actually very brilliant and he, he is an amazing adventurer in finding artifacts. But no, I think Disney only understands one thing. Star Wars and Indiana Jones, they can't have stories with nuance or scenes about using your brain. It all has to be action, 100% action. Yes, Indiana Jones has been action, but there are some amazing scenes in Raiders and Temple of Doom and The Last Crusade that aren't necessarily all about swashbuckling and, and jumping off cliffs and, and extreme. In between it, there's amazing stories and parts where he is using his, his intellectual, clever, analytical mind. So that's the other thing. The problem is the movie is going to try to throw an 80-year-old into a position that we all know is a bit ridiculous. So in that, I already feel sad. He's on the back foot there, you know what I mean? Because it's not his fault. Harrison Ford isn't writing it. He's just trying to go out with a bang and try to do what he thinks the fans want. So I'm nothing to do with Harrison Ford. I think he's awesome. He is actually a crack up, the actor himself. You know what I mean? He is quite the larrikin and he's he's an interesting dude. And and we all we all love him. And he's an icon in so many ways. He's Han Solo, he's Indiana Jones. You know, they've already destroyed and killed Han Solo, so they're gonna fuck up Indiana Jones too. So yeah, first of all, the movie is just insanely not appropriate for a man who's 80. And through the entire movie, you've got Phoebe Waller-Bridge who's upstaging him and, and trying to knock him down a peg. And that's just, that's just not going to fly. So they've done all these reshoots and they've tweaked it a bit. As far as I know, apparently they have changed the ending so that he doesn't die. But I still don't think it's going to be the kind of ending we want. It's still going to be her through the movie. Um, just being a, a smart ass and showing him up the whole time. And it's, it's just, it's not going to leave a good taste in our mouth to the legend that we remember. And uh, so the, here's the other thing. It premiered at Cannes, now a month early. I think that was a bad move on Disney's part. I don't know what they were thinking. I think they really thought that they were going to like it. And the, uh, the response was not even lukewarm. It was less than lukewarm at best. Uh, they politely said, oh, they politely clapped. But a polite clap at Cannes is apparently tantamount to calling it a stinker. And here's the, here's the funny thing. The actual shills, which are the movie reviewers, because they're all bullshit. They're all bought and paid for. Usually if they say a movie's great because they're bought and paid for, but the fans say it's a stinker, we all know the truth. Especially when you go and see it, the movie sucks. Um, movie critics, <laughs> Movie critics haven't been real and honest and authentic since the days of Siskel and Ebert, and they probably weren't even authentic. But in this occasion, the movie critics have also bagged the movie. That's pretty bad. <laughs> when the movie critics are saying, it's pretty shit. And then 
the people who have seen it, who've seen um, previews of it, are also saying it's shit. I, I'm just so sad <laughs> for this last installment of indie that we're probably going to have to erase from our minds, just like we have to erase the Star Wars sequels from our minds, I tell you. So, look, again, you know, oh, they were saying, oh, this, this is looking, oh, there's a couple shills that wrote some bullshit. There's always a couple. They said, oh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny uh, looking to be the next Top Gun Maverick. No, no, and nope. Again, Top Gun Maverick, you know, that was, oh, that was 30 years in the making, but Tom Cruise waited and did it right and did, it, did the character appropriately. And in this one, no, nah, it's, it's not going to be like that. The fact that they've done so many reshoots and they're trying to hack it together and, and stitch something new into stuff they've shot, it's just not going to work. So, I don't know. I just feel like, again, make movies age appropriate. Even Jack Nicholson, look, he was, he was closer. I think he was almost 70 when he did The Departed. Um, and he was even saying... I think this is it for me. There, were, there was a story, he did an interview saying he was having trouble remembering his lines and he actually felt bad for the other actors because again, a movie's intense. It's big business. As much as they, they let actors go and do their thing, there are time constraints, there are budgets, there's only so much daylight. Maybe if they're shooting outside, you know, the, all the caterers are waiting. Every moment on a movie set is costing money. <laughs> so if you feel like you're not all there even though you've tried, but maybe you've got some cognitive decline and not all your faculties are there, you can't remember your lines, and you feel like you're stressing out your fellow actors. Again, I'm not saying that's a sign that you have to retire right there, but he made that choice to do that, and that was his last movie. Uh, I think that was 2006. So, again, that's his journey, but I think he decided, I've, I've, well, he has had quite a career, and he has done more than enough movies to to say he is, he is one of the best, and he decided to bow out. But, you know, that's his journey, and I think maybe that was appropriate. Uh, again, for Harrison Ford, look, if he still got it, if he's still with it, um, yeah, you know, William Shatner is in his 90s. Ah, William Shatner, and he is still sharp as a tack. But again, that's unique to him. And William Shatner just says, uh, it just comes down to genetics. But, but again, again, it's not about age, but it is about... You know, do you fit in that movie for, for what they're going to do? And Indiana Jones and some of the scenes are just all CGI. And they've got the de-aged Indiana Jones again. This isn't a spoiler. It's in the trailers. They're going to go back in time, bump into his younger self. I'm sure there'll be some shenanigans. But overall, I just think this is a Disney cash grab. And they're just trying to milk the Lucasfilm IP for all it's worth before they end up losing it again. So I'm, I'm just sad. So on another note with, with Tom Cruise, here's how you do it right. Tom Cruise with the next Mission Impossible installment, um, uh, Dead Reckoning. That looks epic. So I'm hanging out for that so bad to see Mission Impossible because I know Tom Cruise, he is the extreme. You know, he is still doing his own stunts. Uh, again, if you can do it, why not? And he's still physically fit and mentally sharp. And yeah, he, he does a bit of fan service. He knows what the fans want. But I don't think he does fan service to the point of altering a good story or a good character. I think, I think he himself is a movie fan. If you ever hear him when he's interviewed, he says like he watches a movie a day. I believe him. 
I think he is a passionate fan of movies, of cinema, of that art. And I, I'll be honest, I've said this before, I feel like he's one of the last Hollywood, if not the last Hollywood star. True Hollywood star, because there aren't any left. <laughs> there's, just, there's just actors. It's just Netflix now. It's just streaming. <laughs> the movie Magic is dying. And sadly, I think it's going to die with Indiana Jones as well. But yeah, I think Mission Impossible is going to be huge because that's being done right. No one's trying to destroy or take away from the character or show him up. And Top Gun Maverick was done right. But Indiana Jones, it's not going to be the same story. I think they should have left it at Last Crusade and let them ride off into the sunset with dignity. So, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> those are my thoughts, and uh, I'll still go see it. We'll hope for the best, but uh, it is difficult to see, you know, your, your heroes as a kid. Um, not so much getting older, but being treated like that in a movie, and the character being treated like that uh, with no dignity. And again, being upstaged by the other character, whether it's female or male. In this case, it just happens to be a female lady boss who's just awesome and has to upstage him and, and you know, take over. And, uh, and yeah, like I say, the original plot was to actually erase him from history and, and be Indiana Jones, Indiana Jane, you know? Um, why? Why do you have to do that? <laughs> you know? Go find your own movie. Go find your own legacy. You know, it can be done. It's called creativity. Come up with a new story, Disney. Anyway, I will leave it on this note, apparently, and this comes from Doomcock as well. Apparently, Disney, they are losing so much because they're so stuck on pushing politics into movies and getting stuck on narratives over the actual art of the movie and the characters themselves. The choices they've made have been very poor lately. And, you know, Marvel is a casualty. Star Wars is a casualty. They've almost completely killed that IP. But apparently... They've actually talked about what, what would it look like and what would the sale be if they were to sell Lucasfilm. And of all people looking to buy, <laughs> apparently George Lucas. That does make me laugh and is very ironic. But uh, Disney apparently, they made a deal um, in Hulu and it's not working out for them. And they might end up owing millions that they don't have. You know, they don't... You always think a movie, well, they're just, they're just billionaires. Yeah, but a lot of that is all tied up in the parks and in the movies, and they don't exactly have a lot of, of a war chest of, of free-flowing cash, you know? And if they have to um, make this deal, apparently they will end up owing uh, Comcast quite a bit of money, and uh, it might end up destroying them. It's more than they have in their war chest. So they would actually have to say, well, hey, George, <laughs> funny thing happened. Uh, how'd you like to buy... Lucasfilm back. Anyway, I don't know how that's going to shape up, but uh, all I know is, just remember folks, we were pretty harsh with uh, George Lucas with the Star Wars prequels. Maybe we shouldn't have been, because really, they don't look so bad now. Yeah, trust me, watch them. Yeah, yeah, there's cringy moments, and no one likes Jar Jar still, but besides that, I still take them over the sequels, and I would still... I would still allow Steven Spielberg and Lucas, even though Kingdom of the Crystal Skull <laughs> was not good, I still feel like the fact that Disney's doing an Indiana Jones movie 
without Steven Spielberg and without George Lucas, that was the first red flag to think, this is a cash grab and quite sad because those two guys, they are Indiana Jones. It did come from their ideas and their passions. And yeah, I am a bit sad that they're not working on it. Although maybe it's a good thing because them not being involved means they can say, I didn't do it. (laughs) I didn't make that stinker. Anyway, good luck. Go see the movie. Make your own opinion. But uh, uh, we'll see. Anyway, (laughs) see you in the trenches and uh, talk to you later. Bye.